Hello everyone. Um, great to be here this afternoon and looking forward to the discussion. I'm Carol Massey, um, joining these wonderful ladies here on a weekly basis. So I've been involved in construction for, oh my God, over 30 years and um, more in the last 20 years, the technology side, um, making sure that construction businesses embrace technology to be more efficient in the way that they work and also very, very keen um, and very supportive of women in construction. So this room's been going on for a long time and every week I'm just bowled over by how many incredible like-minded women there are that join these sessions. So yeah, that's me. Oh, brilliant. Thank you, Carol. And um, I'm absolutely relying on you to help me today while Michaela's doing the trip down to London. No problem. Um, so yeah, so we'll, um, we're going to move on to Harriet now. So I know a few more people have joined. So as well, guys, if you do want to ping and get some people in and um, we can really get some good conversation going today, just press the plus button at the bottom and add everyone that's on there. That's what I do. And some people might want to come and find something really useful about it. So we're going to talk to Harriet now about um, uh, an article she's put together um, with uh, backed by research as well about um, is it dangerous to let tradesmen into your home? So I'm really, really keen to um, get chatting to Harriet now and talk to her about that research and um, what they found, really. So Harriet, are you there? Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I, um, I, it's just absolute honour to be here with so many amazing women and really incredible introductions. So I'm feeling a bit like Ooh. Um, oh, sorry. That was me just trying to pretend I'm professional. No, 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 no. Come on. Let's not have any imposter syndrome today. Um, let's. Um, OK, so I was not planning on writing anything about this, actually, funnily enough, which is often how articles start. I'm a freelance journalist uh, based in London, but currently traveling around the country with a charity uh, visiting the most deprived areas in the UK. So this isn't really my usual remit, although I was previously focused on feminism and social issues. So sort of a, it, yeah, it fits in with that. But what happened was I hired a handyman without even thinking about it. I used Airtasker because I thought that that would be vetted and they would have lots of reviews and there would be some sort of safety net, kind of like, I suppose, the, the Uber of, of construction. How wrong I was. Um, it very quickly escalated into what was an extremely scary situation. I actually live alone and um, he knew that, obviously, and he used that. So I was pretty distressed but I was far more pissed off when I learned that Airtasker refused to do anything about it. They actually told me that I shouldn't have taken our communication off the official Airtasker app even though it was him that, that did that. They said well once that's off the our communication portal we can't um, we it's not as out of our jurisdiction and I was like well like obviously they get your number if they're coming to your house so they need to ring and find out i mean the buzzer or whatever so and there's no method of reporting anyone that isn't that would be anonymous so i obviously didn't want to cause any trouble because he knew where i lived <laughs> so i was left feeling very frustrated because i was like this is a huge problem with third party 
outsourcing things like Uber, like Airtasker, like any other similar things that effectively suppose, supposedly guarantee some sort of safety or oversight, but actually what they do is just wipe their hands of anything and say, well, we don't actually, it's not, they're not on our platform, we just facilitate the transaction. So anyway, that's a wider issue. But as I say, I wasn't planning on writing anything about it. I just started talking to a few of my girlfriends about it. And that's when I became aware of how extensive this sort of thing was. I had never heard about much, much about, I'd never really thought about it, um, which is weird because I'm constantly thinking about and writing about women's safety and harassment and sexual violence and attacks. So I don't know why it never occurred to me that this could be so common that women in the home are in such a vulnerable position that any man like in construction or plumbing or electricity, they come into your home, they are in a position of power over you that can be exploited, not even necessarily by predators, but just by aggressive men who want to uh, overcharge or who want to deliver sloppy work without any ramifications so it's just a whole it's a, a lot of issues in the same place here so I was speaking to a friend about it who is also a journalist and he was he works on the property section of the Sunday Times and he was very insistent that I look into this and when I started looking into it I discovered this incredible boom in women-led construction in um, you know women only like plumber sites or, or female electricians or uh, as I now have a female construction worker and handy woman because various factors firstly they are using social media a lot more to promote their business word of mouth is great and also there is a serious shortage of male labor at the moment so all these things coming together in the last 10 years to kind of have have this incredible um expansion of women into a previously male-dominated space which is really exciting in and of itself so the article took shape it's kind of the negative of all the people I interviewed who told me everything from harassment to uh, online intimidation to stalking to overly flirtatious men to just all sorts of horrible stories I don't really have the space in the article to touch on them but I interviewed about 20 women and it, they, they're honestly they're just every possible type of horrible situation and the uh, overwhelming response was well we can't report it because they know where we live we can't write a, a review online about this guy because he can see it and so then there's no way of keeping anyone else safe so there was all that negative and then also the positive of the women i interviewed who are just really really cool and uh setting up their own businesses and running their own show and kind of challenging all these stereotypes of women not belonging in construction or DIY or um, or that kind of industry so that's how it all came together and then when the article came out I was hit with just a flood of further stories and it's I just can't I don't even think that we've scratched the surface uh, I personally wouldn't hire a man again in my home most of the women I spoke to wouldn't and these sort of responses that I got from platforms like Checker Trade, Airtasker and TaskRabbit were quite unsatisfactory with regards to keeping people safe or vetting users. So there's a lot of work to be done in this area for sure, but mainly I'm just really excited that I can like, I have like a team of women now that help me in my home and they're all really awesome.
you know what, Harriet? Um, just want to say quickly, there was a lady on a couple of weeks ago who was brought out a new um, place like Checker Trade called Task Her, which is purely just female trades that are allowed to register on there to go out and do work for homeowners. Um, in the idea of keeping, you know, vulnerable women or women who live alone who don't particularly want to invite um, a strange man into their house. So it would have been really good for you to um, to meet her, actually. Maybe we could link you up with her because um, they're at the very early stages as well. Yeah, and that was what was so cool about when I started researching it. I found so many things like that, that so many young enterprises and women setting up businesses or women kind of trying to tackle these issues. And it's... It, I mean, it's obviously frustrating that women are the ones that are having to tackle it, which when it's a male problem, you know, as usual. Um, obviously, this is something that men in the industry should be trying to help with. They are currently not really doing that. So as usual, it falls on women to try and tackle male violence. But yeah, no, that was really that was what um, I liked most about doing the article was all of the different initiatives and outreach and programs and links and just general this whole network of women trying to help each other both on the providing the service side and the customer side so with the article would you say that obviously with the question we're asking today is it dangerous to let tradesmen in your home would you say that that's what you concluded with and and with that do you think and i'm playing devil's advocate here just to open up different avenues i'll keep my opinion to myself um do you think that we're penalizing tradesmen for probably a minority issue well it's a tricky one to answer because obviously statistically it's impossible to quantify the data but this is not a minority issue if this many women are having this many bad experience and as i say it's not just predators it's also you know aggression it's patronization it's refusal to like it's all sorts of issues this isn't a minority thing now i'm not suggesting that we should penalize all tradesmen but this is not a not all men situation like this is an extremely widespread phenomenon and it cannot just be one guy that's doing all of this so i wouldn't if it's a majority issue for women then it's not a minority issue for tradesmen so that yeah. i would yeah i get that, that. i'll tell you why i'm sat with my brother actually he just literally popped around for a brew and then we've been having this conversation he's a plumber and he works in a lot of houses and he's sat here shaking his head <laughs> and i'm See, like I, I, no but i do really appreciate that because obviously there are so many incredible tradesmen who would never do anything like this absolutely not the issue is is that there is no way for us to know that before they come to our house yeah i think yeah and it's the same with anything when it comes to us the way we when we leave the house and you have to you know you don't know that someone's not gonna try and attack you in the street so you just right. assume that everybody might so it's, the thing is it goes without saying that it's not all men but it also goes without saying that it is an extremely and uniquely vulnerable situation for women to be at home particularly if they're home without anyone else it's a very uniquely vulnerable situation and i do think that even the best tradesmen who would never ever do anything like this really have to appreciate that that is a factor and that is it's not fair for them to turn around and feel penalized or victimized because it's actually us that are penalized and victimized like I'm, yeah. not, too, I'm not too worried about hurt feelings here do you know what i mean yeah and it's not it's not about them taking offense to it i suppose it's more so when you say this and obviously you've done research and you spoke to lots of women and they've all had issues i'm hoping that the majority of the time it's not the 
the height of what the issue could be and you're talking more about it could even be like you say the feeling patronized or you know feeling yeah, pushed mean, into a corner in a sense of words I would say the majority of the stories that I heard were not actual assault rather threatening assault so threatening assault or harassment so we're not like obviously there are thousands of stories of being you know mansplained or patronized but that's not really what was coming out it was more the guys who would take the woman's phone number and then use it to pursue her romantically or sexually or the men who would take photos of intimate objects or harass them if they left a negative review like door stopping them or threaten them if they didn't pay over the odds for whatever the service was this is not we're not talking about like a minority of women who have hired tradesmen this is actually much more widespread than I think anyone thought. So a tradesman who is great and would never act this way towards a woman, that's fantastic. It's just that we have no way at the moment with how things stand with vetting and reviews, there's no way for us to know. And it's not good enough for the good men to say, well, I would never do that because that doesn't help us at all. Yeah, and I suppose it's the same thing that we touch on every week about having allies and men calling out men for shit behavior you know if if they think they're a decent person and they know that i'm a normal guy i don't go into someone's house i don't intimidate them then maybe it's on them to speak to peers and people they know in that industry to to have a word with them about fixing their behavior that's exactly the point it's so easy for men to bristle and to not all men us and to say well i wouldn't do that i don't know any tradesman that would do that like that's completely unfair this article is giving a really bad representation of our trade and i'm like well what are you actually doing like how are you reassuring your female clients how are you considering these issues are you you not taking their phone numbers and instead only contacting them like via email are you assuring them that you will say that they can have someone else in the house like are you setting up payment plans with them beforehand so that you that they don't feel that they could be massively overcharged and threatened like what I, i'm i'm sort of at the point of losing patience with guys whose initial response to stories of women's pain is to be like well that's nothing to do with me it is actually um and and there's lots of other women who are trying to help so it's a question of like it, to be an ally it's not enough to not be the bad guy you have to actually do something yeah no and i think that's something within the whole industry that we touch on all the time that actually we we need instead of us being brushed as the angry woman because we're actually standing up for ourselves or calling someone out for shit behavior we need men to step up and do that as well um because you know like it's been said in recent stories with um with Sarah, etc., and it's funny how every single woman knows someone who's felt vulnerable or felt that way, but no man knows someone who's done that towards a woman. So I think men. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it doesn't up. it doesn't work mathematically, does it? If every single woman that I've ever spoken to, and I think that the data, which obviously is completely incomplete, but the data that we have suggests it's about ninety six percent of women who have been harassed or attacked by a man. That means it cannot be just a few men. <laughs> like this is, it's mathematically impossible for like 1,000 guys in the country to be doing all of this. They'd never do anything else. 
No, I get it, and I can hear your frustration, but I am I am conscious I'm taking up a lot of time. Um, so I'm just going to do a little reset and then pass it out to everybody else on stage to have a chat with you as well. Um, so you're in the Entrepreneurs and Leaders Club. If you're not already, click the green house at the top and follow the club because there's lots of rooms run out of here. Um, you're in the Women in Construction room. We're here every Friday, and today we're talking to Harriet on the stage, um, who is a freelance journalist, and we're talking about is it dangerous to let tradesmen in, uh, men, I nearly said women then, into your home um, based on research um, that Harriet's done. So I'm going to pass it over to you, Carol. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot, throw you under the bus that you're not on, and you can take it from there if you've got any questions. <laughs> Lovely. Thanks, Hayley. Thanks. Harriet, wow. Um, I'll keep my... my, my uh opinions on hold for a moment because you know obviously very supportive of, of construction and, and, and things that happen and from my own experience with trades people um, just a question you know for you and, and you know the, you know the article and from your own experience can you just elaborate a bit more on you know when you went back to the you know the online portal that you requested you know just, you know, in terms of their views, because I might have missed what you said when you went back to them to make a complaint. Yeah, sure. So sorry, I, did, did, I didn't quite, I'm sorry, I didn't quite yeah, understand so, the question. No, so when they, when you, you know, raised that, you know, you were harassed and, and this incident happened, what was their initial, you know, response to you? Well, their initial response was, we will get back to you, um, mm. which, you know, is never the best I understand why that's the response, but that's never the best response. So initially, we'll get back to you. Then when they did, they asked for proof. Um, luckily, I had proof because most of the exchange had occurred afterwards on WhatsApp. If it hadn't, I would have had no proof and they would have done nothing. Uh, then when I did provide the proof, they said, well, this took place on private communication rather than via our portal. So it's out of our jurisdiction. So I was like, okay, well, can you confirm that this guy won't be sent to any other women's houses? And they asked me, well, are you filing a police report? And I said, you know, I would really rather not because obviously everyone knows there's absolutely no point doing that for a start. And secondly, you know, the guy will just come over to your house. Um, so then after a while, they said, okay, well, we'll deal with it. And that was kind of it. Wow. That's that, and that's in itself is is very very um, that's, that's bloody scary. And as you, as you said, you know, we go into these um, you know decisions on these online portal, and we we put all our information to make sure that we're we're we're, we're safe, right? So you know, initial yeah, thing. Is, this yeah, is um, this is why um, when I was speaking to a lot of other women, they said similar things that there should be some kind of like immediate panic button uh, on the app that you can use or some way of reporting something that isn't just, a, well, I mean, for a start, like not just between 10 to five, Monday to Friday, get with a two day response time. It's completely inadequate that these platforms are promoting themselves as a way of increasing safety and increasing scrutiny but actually what they're doing is washing their hands of it. Um, yeah, I, I agree. And I, I suppose just to give these platforms, you know, the benefit is, you know, they don't set up to attract these types of individuals. You know, they're setting up um, these platforms to 
introduce a service, a better way of getting, you know, trades persons to, to deliver a service. Now, you know, my, my view is that, you know, as part of that registration to be on these apps, that they need to be putting in some tighter, you know, T's and C's that says, you know, what behaviour is acceptable. And I know it's kind of like, you know, they can tick the boxes and accept, but if they do, you know, some, you know, better scrutiny to, and, and you know, you know, put some example of what is not acceptable behaviour, you know, maybe then that's a better way of, of tackling, you know, you know, these instances happening, you know, just listening, you know, Hayley, you, you've got your, your brother there listening in, and I'm sure he's probably one of the great examples that this is not every single he's not, experience or is not. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, think, I think that's a really key point, actually, um, because I will say that a couple of the platforms do, excuse me, do have quite a lot of extensive safety guidelines and FAQs and all that other malarkey. And obviously, there is no way that that's deterring any guy. It's also difficult, I think, for them to vet any provider of a service because, for example, one of the women I spoke to, she did leave a review of a, a roofer, which wasn't entirely positive or negative, actually. I read the original review and it was, I think, completely fair. But the guy came to her house and said that he wouldn't leave until she took it down. So in that sense, how easy is it to vet properly vet a tradesman if bad reviews are not appearing anywhere yeah i hear you and that's that that in itself knowing that you know you you've you've put your personal information out you, you from a female's perspective you're, you're trapped really because you, you kind of you can't do anything about it in that you you're putting your views but then you've got the risk of um you know, putting yourself, your safety at risk. And yeah, it, yeah, shocking, shocking. Shocking to hear it in the context. So uh, yeah, I'll hand over. Michaela, do you want to have a quick chat? Yeah, if I could. So I'm driving. Can you hear me all right? Perfect. Oh, lovely stuff. It's a new car, so I'm glad to see it's working well. Um, yeah, hi, Aria, and thanks for joining us. I find this so interesting. So I just want to tell you, a quick story that has happened to me really recently. So obviously I'm in construction. I've got four brothers, uh, a stepdad and a dad, all in construction. Um, I can't imagine any of them ever trying to intimidate any woman. I think they're probably scared of women due to me and my sister and mum. So this isn't... I know it's not all men. I don't think anybody needs to say it's not all men because I'm fully aware that it's not all men. But it's predominantly men. Men are scared of men, not just women. And recently I was having some work done on my house. My dad was managing the project for me. He's a builder. And uh, I was in London at the time. He's got somebody through word of mouth to come and clear some some of the rubbish from around the back. And um, this was on a Thursday. I've got back on a Monday, knew nothing of anything what's going on. I've not spoke to anybody. And then this man come knocking at my door, livid. And I mean, absolutely raging um, saying he wanted this money. So I was like, oh, well, my dad's like sorting this job out. He's got all the money. Did they have you rung him? And he's like, no, I keep knocking on your door. And I said, well, oh, 
I've not been here. Like, I just didn't know. I said, it's no problem. I'll transfer you the money trying to calm the situation. So during the week, my situation is I live on my own with two children, a two-year-old and an 11-year-old. And um, both my children were still at the door. So I've tried to get them in the house. And he um, started dropping the C-bomb and telling me all the things he was going to do to me, which basically saying that he was going to beat me up. So um, I think maybe I'm a borderline psychopath at times anyway and something was triggered in me because my children were stood in the house and stood through another door and I've just absolutely lost it with this this bloke and ended up chasing him down the garden path rung my dad up and told him to come straight around and then my dad spoke to him everything was calmed down he's ended up paying him the money and it transpired that he's recently been to court and been done been charged for assaulting his ex-partner now for me when you're going on to these um apps then that information should be available especially if like me you're a woman on your own luckily for me in my situation is i would have quite happily had a fight with him on my front lawn because i don't believe anybody should come around to my house and intimidate me where i live but not all women are like that and and he was a scurvy man and i also know that if my boyfriend who's six foot two would have been stood at that front door then that would not have unfolded the way that it did uh, i don't think that any man who's coming around your house or ever who's trying to intimidate you and been treating you as that I was treated um has got anything about them and after time if you stand up for yourself they just shit themselves um so that would be my advice number one when you're in in an intimidating situation but number two these apps need to have some check before because that would have shown up and he will be able to register on all these forums there were will be able to go around to women's houses and will ring win work um from them and he's been done for beating up his ex-partner so um yeah i i love what you're doing harriet i'm a keen advocate for women in construction and positive discrimination getting more women into the trades not for listening to this it's not all men's bollocks because unless you've been on the receiving end of it then you can never understand what it what it's truly like being a woman in that situation yeah, I completely agree with that. And that's very key that it's so hard, I think, for men to understand, which is why they should pause and try and listen before bristling with the not all menery. But can I just say, firstly, I'm so sorry that that happened to you because that sounds horrific, but also like fair play to you. <laughs> like that, you sound pretty amazing yourself. So, um, but this is this is kind of what I'm I'm trying to make people understand though that it doesn't matter how brave we are and it doesn't matter how ballsy and how much we report things or how much we fight back or how much we vet anyone that there is so much that's out of our control and that is that is why this cannot be a problem that only women are trying to tackle that that men instead of feeling victimized or discriminated against by women preferring tradeswomen they should then try and understand why that is and what they can do to help this situation because it's it's just it's impossible for any man to understand the power dynamics involved and of course tradesmen have their own really very stressful issues to deal with like i heard some stories of tradesmen who had been very inappropriately approached by female clients obviously that's terrible but the power dynamic is completely different. The context is different. The physical discrepancy between you is completely different. And I do not think it's possible for a man to understand what it feels like 
to be in your home, the place where you're supposed to feel safest, having a six foot guy standing over you shouting at you, knowing that he can do whatever he wants and there's not a damn thing you can do about it. Yeah, and Harriet, I, I mean, I completely agree. And I think for, for certain people taking on certain people to come into the home, it is it is dangerous. And, and that is what should be addressed. It's how can you keep women safe? How will they feel safer in their own homes? And I think these people should be savvy checked. If they're going to be sending people out and they're taking a cut of this money for getting the job to come through this app, then they should be checked because... They, they could do anything. They could be anybody. They could, they could have been in prison for doing things to young children. And then you, I've got children in my house. How on earth would I ever know? I've got nowhere to report this guy to either who's, who's come round to my house doing this. And obviously my dad would never use him again. And he was absolutely furious. But he was also astounded because it's so far removed from what my dad and brothers would ever imagine doing. Then they could not believe that somebody would actually do that and bringing it up if you've not experienced it or if I hadn't experienced it I'm sure that they would continue to not believe that this would would ever even go on but we shouldn't have to wait for the stories to be so close to home for people to start believing us and then action being taken on it so I wouldn't know what the best next steps would be but I would definitely say some kind of CRB check from these um, apps to allow people to then go into homes where especially where there's children and where there's women on yeah so I think that definitely some constructive steps have to be taken I'm just not sure that the the checks that we have available to us would be sufficient because nobody is getting a criminal record for shouting and threatening a woman who doesn't report it. And that is the major problem is, how can you tackle an issue that women are too scared to report? How can we vet these guys that have, they're, they're doing things that they're not getting punished for? Like what, what's the solution here? I completely agree, there's no consequence, right? You know, so it will continue and continue until something's done about it. But also, I think what you're doing is great, Harriet, in, in, in highlighting that this is a problem. And, you know, the fact that you've got women that are reaching out and feeling, actually, we can talk about it, we can share our experience. That's fantastic. Yeah, do you know as well, I'm sat here thinking to myself as well that, I know we talk about getting more women into construction and I'm, I'm hoping that as that evolves, imagine every team that's already established in the domestic sector having a, a, a female of their trade as part of their team, even if it's one in four. And when someone calls up to book a job, offering them um, a male or female trades, and I'd be really, really interested to see how many people take up wanting a female tradesperson. But then are we putting female trades in danger if they're going to male-owned properties and when men, live, when men live on their own and not knowing where they are? That's such a good point as well. I, I did um, speak to a couple of tradeswomen who mentioned that there was very little they could do if they went to a man's house and something bad happened, which obviously is it's crazy because there's that's... It's like we're giving a solution to a problem that's then going to create more problems. And it's it's just it's so difficult to identify any constructive steps to tackle male violence that don't begin at a very young age, which is to say investing in education and preventative measures 
like they do with terrorism, like they do with other endemic violence issues around the world, start at an extremely young age with a combination of education and deterrent programs for men who may or may not have shown elements of violence and aggression towards women at a, a young age, which at the moment we do not have. Um, so, and deterrents that are like legal, like uh, the possibility of punishment in courts are completely unfit for purpose because everybody knows how backed up the courts are. You know, rape has effectively been decriminalized because the conviction rate is so low. Even if a woman is brave enough or crazy enough to report a guy, and even if there is enough evidence for it to go to court, which by the way is a big if because most of these exchanges take place verbally without witnesses. So there's no evidence anyway. But even if all those hurdles are met, if the perpetrators still go unpunished, then there is no deterrent, legally speaking. So I struggle sometimes to see any possibility of keeping women safe in these situations that doesn't just involve them hiring women. Like, it's, re yeah. it's really hard. I, I don't know whether perhaps, you know, these companies, if they want to work for them, issue a body cam. And you ask the homeowner if they're happy for the body cam to be switched on and they wear a body cam. And if anything's ever then flagged up that there's been an issue, they watch back the, the footage and the footage is there. It's not he said, she said. You know, I know these companies, especially when you watch programmes like the High Court bailiffs, they have to wear body cams for that exact reason, um, for their own safety. So why are we not giving that safety element to people who are at, potentially at risk? Well, it, the problem is, is that it wouldn't necessarily work because, A, it would only work for a construction worker or plumber or handyman that was attached to one specific company. And obviously a lot, a lot of men are freelance. And also, even if there was video footage... Of it, like, what's to stop the guy coming back later without the body cam? What's to stop the guy using your phone number, using your address? It, it's there's no even with a body cam, you know, even if they recorded something, you're still in a position where if you report it, it's a long time before that guy is not allowed out anymore. It's not like they get arrested and put in jail like that. So you're still risking that period of time in which the guy finds out that you've reported him, what is he gonna do? He's gonna go straight to your house, he's gonna contact you, he's gonna contact your friends. Like, it's, there's so many possible things that we could try that don't tackle the biggest problem, which is that a lot of men are violent. Hi everyone, I hope you're well. Uh, lovely to be here. Um, I'm not from the construction industry, I'm from a completely different industry, but I just wanted to um, tell you some of my experiences. Um, when I was growing up, we used to, we always used to have loads of building work going on and um, and my dad was threatened quite a lot over the years in terms of just having, you know, when he was getting work done. Um, so it's not just women, it's also men that get threatened. Um, and as a result of that, I, you know, I, I'm a woman that I've lived on my own for the best part of 15 years now, and I will not have anyone in my home unless they've been vetted. Um, and what I mean by that is when I have to have work done, um, it's always through dad. It's always through someone I know. Um, so whenever I need anything doing, it has to be somebody that he knows. I will not have anyone in the house. And separately, it's even things like, you know, if I've got British Gas Guy coming, I have to 
let the neighbours know. It's just, I, th- I fear for my own safety quite a lot. And this is not something that's just come from, obviously, yeah, living on my own. It, But it's a fear of just having someone in my home and me being on my own and something happening. So I just wanted to just share that it doesn't just happen to women, it does happen to men. But obviously, as a result of that, um, it's just made me um, very wary of... Um, just people that come into my home full stop and then if if I do have men in the house um, I always make sure that if I've got my brother over or I've got um, you know I've got neighbours either side of me and, and they're quite young men and they're, they're very well aware of, of who is in my home even if they have been recommended um, and this might be a cultural thing I don't know I don't know what people feel about this but this is um, you know coming from a, you know I come from a place of I have to fear for my safety because I am a woman alone. I have, yes, I've been ripped off in the past. So, um, yeah, just for me, it's I I have to be safe and I, I, I have to come from a place of just knowing all of the time who is coming in and and, and feeling I'm 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 happy with that person being in my home. So thanks. I'm done speaking. Yeah, thanks so much for that. It's um, it's really interesting to hear. I think the perspective of, of men who have also been victims of this sort of thing, and I think that is absolutely key. But it is also key to say that they have largely been victims of men, so it is still a male problem, um, which I think is where sometimes that gets lost in the debate. Like, just because something happens to men as well as women doesn't mean that it's not largely perpetrated by men. But I think that your decision, while it must be kind of a pain in the arse, is completely understandable can i um can i chime in absolutely elliot thank you so much very very interesting conversation i'm going to put a slightly different twist on it because i think there's a there's a huge rise the other way around in in not not i don't know necessarily in uh, although i'm sure it's going to come to light over the next few years um but you know, just in domestic violence alone, of course, men don't find it as easy to come forward as women did for many years. But there's definitely been a flip that's talked about, I wouldn't say necessarily publicised so much, but definitely talked about more and more now. And, uh, and so consider this, that, you know, this this could also be happening the other way, the other way around to two guys, to younger guys. Uh, and things like that when they are turning up to places and um you know i was having a conversation with somebody on, the, on, a, on a back channel about something that uh, you know happened to me many years ago and also they know somebody that's uh, something similar has happened to and uh, that's a guy going into into properties um i mine was slightly different but um you know but but the guys aren't necessarily going to going to talk so openly about these things are they if it's if it's happened the other way around because it just, you know, it's, it's almost as taboo a guy talking about it as it used to be about a woman actually owning up to these things. So do you think this is going to be something that's going to increase the fact that there's more equality in the in the workplace and there becomes more women in construction and other areas as well now? Uh, do you think this is going to be something that's going to be on the rise, do you think? Just want to I absolutely a different twist hope on it. so. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really su- it's such an interesting, I, it's a very, very interesting um, idea that, perhaps more men will feel as though that they can come forward and talk about being victims themselves, whether of domestic abuse or whether in more what we're talking about in the construction setting. It's obviously something that I think I feel very passionately about is, you know, tackling stigma surrounding mental health in men and men's men being victims of domestic violence as well. It's very, very, very important. I will say that it is also important not to conflate the two issues. 
that men being victims of violence, whether domestically or in their place of work or harassment, is obviously a very awful problem. And as you say, probably largely underreported, but it is not the same. Now, I'm not suggesting that it's better or worse or not as serious, but it is not the same which means that it's very difficult as a woman to write about these issues and to constantly have the comments underneath being like, well, what about the men that have this? And I'm like, yes, but also what about, you know, famine and genocide and climate change? Like it's, it's, yeah, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to dampen the, 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 the issue you're on. I was just trying to sort of maybe put a different point in that as well. No, absolutely. And it's a really, it's a really key point. I think it's very important that as men feel more able to come forward with stories of being victims of abuse and assault and especially domestic abuse, it is really important that they are listened to and they are considered with the exact same sympathy and seriousness as any woman would be it is i would also say that if women in the uk are being murdered by their partners at the rate of two a week which is the current statistic we are not talking about issues of the same even if they're underreported we're not talking about issues of the same urgency you know it's it's literally two women a week dying at the hands of their partner or ex-partner now that is not happening the other way around and i'm not saying that it is not a very important thing to consider that men feel able to talk about being victims of assault it is absolutely but it's very very f difficult to talk about the two in the same place i mean because as well the power dynamic is different if a man goes to a woman's house as a construction worker or even at another man's house and he is threatened or harassed or assaulted that is terrible it is equally as terrible but the context both in terms of legal and in terms of social and in terms of just physically it's not the same so it's very important i think to treat these equally equally important and equally deserving situations sort of separately. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. And I would hope in answer to your question, Elliot, that men do feel like they can come forward because, you know, being on the end of abuse, you know, or violence or anything like that is wrong, no matter if it's male or female. And I hope us being more confident as women talking out does allow men to have the confidence to do the same. Um, in their own right because no matter who it's coming from it's an issue um, so yeah I do hope that it increases because we don't just want to filter out men we just want to filter out people who have poor behavior and haven't learned generationally how to behave towards other human beings it's that simple I think for me anyway totally agree with you Hayley and you know this room is all about women in construction and what we've been doing and continue to do is champion that, you know, the industry, the sector, the, tra the trades, the different skills that, that women can bring in, um, you know, it, it's a good place to be. And, you know, starting from the basic, you want to get somebody coming into your house, you want to feel safe, yeah? So we don't want to have this, this dark cloud over, you know, things that should, you should be safe in your own home, you know, to invite somebody to do, you know, to do, you know, do some work for you so you know even listening to what Sonia said that you know she she feels that she has to ensure you know that the neighbours know that people are, are, are turning up um, that you know men are turning up to do certain work just to make sure that you know she's protected on on, on a, you know the boundaries around her so yeah it's very very 
important and, and a really, really healthy discussion. Can I just ask Tim um, if you want to unmic? Because I did pull you up from the audience. I'm just conscious of time. Did you want to add something, Tim? Hi there. Yeah, slightly different, but um, I don't work in construction. I, I work in agriculture, but I do quite a lot of um, work off my farm for uh, equine customers and often there are women there on their own and it's a part of my business I'd like to grow I think there's a particular market for it if I'm going to put a Facebook page or an advert up what what would um, what can I put or what would other women like to see that helps confirm them that I'm safe I'm okay or, or you know what or is there anything is there would you know I've got CRB check anyway for going on the kids' school trips and things. Is it worth putting that in there, or is there anything that can just back up my smiley face saying? Oh my God, I'm so I'm so such a so glad you love that. Go, Harriet. Sorry, again, I'm just I'm so excited that that's what you're asking because that's exactly what men need to be asking, and it's so gratifying. Um, Short answer is. I don't really know, which is not very helpful, but just from me personally, as a woman, I would love to see um, male tradesmen uh, maybe be able to provide reviews, like references with other women, that would be great. Obviously it's not super easy because that woman would need to agree to do it and that would involve her contact details, but references from other women, always great. Stuff like suggesting that the woman, you know, say, get someone to be with you for the first meeting or suggest meeting before the um, the job. You know, well, let's just quickly meet like at a neutral venue in a coffee shop to discuss what's needed and set out a payment payment plan, which is something that one of the women I interviewed who set up her own female construction worker business insists on. Because it's not just a question of safety, it's also a question of personal chemistry. You know, situations can arise where people don't get on and things, trouble can ensue from that. You know, it's, it's a difficult, so you're working on someone's home, it's a tense, often quite difficult, possibly quite tricky job. Um, so I, if I was going to use a tradesman, I would love if he said, like, I will, we will discuss this, what needs to be done in a neutral venue, or you can have someone be there when I first come over. It's not always practical. Obviously, it's not. For a quick job, it might be too expensive for them to take their time in that way. But uh, female references, be amazing. But yeah, short answer, I think. I don't know, but I'm really glad you're asking. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. And I think for me, I would have your CRB check on there and have a note on there that it's updated constantly because, you you know, you can have a CRB check last month and then do something the month after. So I'd, I'd have that as a personal thing. You know, you probably need it when you do the schools. I know our guys do. Um, and I'd, I'd make a note that that's constantly updated. And also, like, your picture you have on here that, you know, you're a family man and you, you clearly adore your family and you're a married happily married man so you seem from your picture so i'd i'd make it more appealing to to the nature or the nurture side of, of what women want to see personally totally agree i totally agree um yeah anything to do with you know the crb but the, you know just you as a person you know you know as Haley said the family picture is great and i know some people may say well a rogue person could put a nice family picture up and could be a rogue still. But, you know, from your perspective, yeah, just, 
get some references, some quotes or, you know, you know, people that you've already done, you know, work with and and, you know, because feedback is always a, a great thing as well, my opinion. I hope that helps, Tim. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Yeah, really appreciate it. Oh, well, thank you for asking the star question of the day, because that's exactly what we need. <laughs> and um, yeah, definitely a male ally. So I am conscious we're coming towards the end of our time and everyone's probably got other stuff to go off and do. Is there anyone else who's got anything else to add who's on stage? If you want to flash your mic. Anne, did you flash then? I, I, I did. Um, I did flash on a Friday afternoon, Hayley. Um, uh, I just wanted to add, um, just on the back of Tim's question there, um, what I tend to do um, when I'm looking for a tradesperson um, is I tend to look at the local um, pages and ask for, um, you know, who, who, do, who do you recommend? Um, and then see who comes up and who, you know, because people will tell you the truth in the local pages, you know, um, rather than on maybe like a, a bigger portal or one of these sort of websites and things like that. I always find that the local pages, they'll be honest, you know, if they've had problems or if someone's a rogue, you'll, you'll know about it pretty quickly. Um, so, so that's what I tend to do. Um, so it just might help, might be helpful. Yeah, right. it's a really good point, actually, because Facebook sometimes, especially on like Facebook pages where people say, oh, can anyone recommend a such body? It can be a nightmare if genuinely someone's had an incident that wasn't the tradesperson's fault. But at the same time, it can definitely filter out um, a lot of the crap as well. And it can very quickly deter someone from business in that area, which is what we want, isn't it? So, um, yeah, I definitely think that's a good one. So I'm going to start wrapping up and a massive thank you, Harriet. It's been a really, really, really good conversation today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate being here and it was amazing to hear from some of you and, and that just such a pleasure. So thank you so much. Yeah, please continue the amazing work you're doing. And I'm sure in time we'll find the right male allies that will all start coming towards the fact that we're not pointing fingers. We need them on board. We say it all the time, male allies are super, super important to this cause, as, as important as women who support women. So thank you for being here. I am going to mention again that we are sponsored by Big Dog. Um, go and check their website out. You've all got a business in some capacity and they've definitely got a product you'll need with 32,000 products right now um, across their warehouses. So check them out. They're a massive support to us. Um, and thank you all for being here. I hope you have a lovely weekend. Can I just say one thing for everyone on stage? Can we have a flash of mic for Hayley for doing a cracking job? Oh, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. And for Michaela for contributing while she's driving. Bless you. Drive safely, Hans. See you tomorrow. Cheers, bye. 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 Bye.